Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Reverend Mary Lesman, and I'll be leading our meditation today, which includes prayers, a scripture reading, and a reflection on the reading. May you be strengthened for the Lenten journey. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. O God, you have called us to be your children and have promised that those who suffer with Christ will be heirs with Him of your glory. Arm us with such trust in Him that we may ask no rest from His demands and have no fear in His service. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words, but Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals, it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Word of the Lord. A man approaches Jesus and asks, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? It's the $64 million question, and you can almost picture the cacophony of action around Jesus coming to a standstill, and everyone leaning in, a la E.F. Hutton, to hear how Jesus will answer him. When told to keep the commandments, the young man replies that he has done so since his youth. He has kept the law of Moses. He has abundant possessions, which any first century Jew can tell you means that you are in God's favor. But still, something is missing. Doing all these commands has not fulfilled him. And so he honestly asks Jesus, is there something more? And Jesus looks at him and loves him. He loves him enough to be honest with him. Jesus says, You want to be more than a rule follower? Good. That is what you should want. 
Yes, you have kept these outwardly focused, highly visible commands, but here's where you've fallen short. You have not kept the most important commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You have allowed your prosperity to convince you that you have earned God's favor and that you can earn your way into eternal life. But I'm here to tell you it is all grace. It is God's grace alone that allows any of us to enter God's kingdom. And the reason you're still unfulfilled is because you've only made half the journey. You are obedient to the rules, and that is to be commended. But at some point, your faith has to move beyond rule-keeping to relationship-building. You have allowed your wealth and success to insulate you from the dependence of relationship with God and the messiness of relationship with your neighbor. You want to know how to enter the kingdom? Shed that one last thing that impedes you from growing in loving relationship with God and others. Sell your possessions, give the money to the poor, and follow me. This man's determination to save himself by merit stands as the last impediment to his living in humble dependence on God. Like he has with so many others who've approached him, Jesus offers to heal this man of his weakness, not blindness or flow of blood or possession by demons, but self-reliance unto salvation. He urges the man to move through but beyond the commandments into relationship. He invites him to stop asking, what can I do? And start accepting what God can do in and for and through him. Likewise, Jesus sees us for who we are and loves us. He loves us in our strength and in our weakness, and he asks us to follow him. The invitation leaves us unsettled because we don't quite know what we will lose and what we will gain. We should not feel ashamed by our ambivalence. Like this man, we're sad, we're scared, and we're tempted to turn and walk away because we don't think we can live into it. But know that it is our choice. God doesn't stand like a bouncer at the doors of the kingdom and check IDs. If we choose our possessions, our security, our comfort over submission to God, it is we who keep ourselves from entering the kingdom. It is only in shedding those parts of ourselves and our lives that keep us from knowing and living our utter dependence on God that we begin living in the kingdom. We all know this is hard work, so hard that after hearing all that Jesus has to say about this, Peter asks, then who can be saved? The disciples get how hard this is, how well-nigh impossible this is. But it's only impossible if we think we are to do it in our own power, with our own resources, by our own merit. God deigns to grant us eternal life despite our undeserving. He loves us deeply and desires that we accept His gracious gift. All we need do is live lives that acknowledge our utter dependence on Him. Then we'll know the truth that with God, all things, including eternal life, are possible. Amen. And now I invite you to join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life, we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.